Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily Very Investing uh, Update. Hope you had a good day today and uh, a great weekend as well. Uh, you know what? Uh, again, today, we start off ugly, like Friday. Ugly, ugly, open, a lot of fear in the market, right? Everybody's worried about the Fed meeting coming up. And then what happens? Like Friday's rally, even though we didn't finish positive on Friday, we had a big comeback led by the semiconductors, which wound up right at half percent on Friday. Well, today, again, it's pretty much like a mirror image. The same thing happened today. Big gain today. 197 point finish higher in the, in the Dow Jones, up six tenths to one percent. However, once again, the semis led the way, closing up eight tenths to one percent. Uh, led the way from the turn, uh, as did Nasdaq, up also right at, as a matter of fact, the exact same percentage as, as uh, the semis did. That's what you want to see. Semis and tech are leading, and uh, that's very good to see. Okay, look, I don't have to tell you, if you're paying attention to the market, there's a lot of fear in this market. You have a lot of people that are bared up. They are confident a crash is about to happen. I see it online. It's on social media. I don't watch CNBC because it's unwatchable, but it's on Fox, it's on Bloomberg, and uh, you know what? It's certainly everywhere on the internet and online. Everybody is worried. Everybody is scared shitless. I'm sorry, excuse my French, but that is the proper phraseology here, folks. That's just the way it is. And guess what? That is not when big moves lower take place. It just is not. We are in a weakish uh, seasonal period. Not a great time to be an investor historically. However, well, only because we shared this exact statistic with you going back now, I don't know, a month. We have to keep doing it, of course, right? The best time to be an investor, period, there is no better time to be an investor, is the 12 months immediately following the midterms. An average gain of 14% higher in the markets. However, from the midterm lows in midterm years, the average gain is 32%. And again, in both cases, folks, going back to World War II, the markets were higher over the next year, 100 percent of the time. That's 18 out of 18 times. There's a lot of data coming in that just says people are just too bearish. As a contrarian, again, really the key, as my mentors told me, if you're a contrarian and people, everybody's on one side of the table, right, or one side of the boat, you have no choice but to be on the other side of the boat. In this case, if everybody's bullish, bearish, we have no choice. We must be bearish. Uh, Bullish. Sorry, it's, it's Monday here. I think you get, you get the drift. But again, it's a big week. It's a very big week. Uh, unfortunately, we've got Jay Powell, the, uh, the, the walking error, who's going to be uh, doing his uh, uh, presser on Wednesday. And that's just when bad things happen. He's the worst Fed chair when it comes to communicating we've ever had from the market's point of view. The markets don't like when he starts talking, uh, especially when he starts answering questions. But you know what? Uh, maybe they're getting used to it by now. For the, for, for, for the first three, four years, he was Fed chair. 90% of the time, Tyler did the work on this, 90% of the time the markets went down the minute he started speaking. That was a tell. That was a tell of George Bush. In the last two years of George Bush's presidency, every time he went for a microphone and the markets were open, the markets tanked. So much so, they stopped having press conferences with George Bush during market hours. They don't let him speak when the market was closed. They should do that with Jay Powell. But again, this Wednesday is the big day at uh, 2 o'clock Eastern. The Fed will come out with their uh, written commentary and, and announce their rate hike. We fully expect that to be 75 basis points. I, I, I really don't think uh, there's any other way it's going to be anything else. And then 
30 minutes later, of course, Jay Powell begins to speak, which is when bad things tend to happen. We are bullish into this, folks. I tell you, we are buyers. We are buyers this week. We're buyers certainly into the Fed presser. If we get any big weakness, we'll be aggressive buyers, certainly in our parabolic options program, uh, because we think that this market's ready to go. And again, because the data tells us, and, and also, by the way, because inflation has peaked. We believe it has clearly peaked. Even if the CPI doesn't agree, it's lagging data, it's looking backwards, it's very inaccurate, and historically has been proven very, very wrong with a lot of, uh, a lot of restatements, shall we say, of the, uh, the, of the CPI and the PPI uh, going back through history. Today, though, again, good rally, good reversal higher, good to see. I'll just mention, because we, we talked about it on Friday, and I also mentioned it today uh, during my video cast. Brian Rich, another market watcher like us, had a very interesting observation, I thought, last week. Uh, back in July, uh, just before the Fed meeting, when Jay Powell came out and, and, and made the big conversion to we're going to be data dependent, it's causing the stock market to soar. After that July meeting, uh, the stock market went up 10% in just two weeks, 10% in two weeks. It was, it was just parabolic straight up. NASDAQ, NASDAQ even did even better than that. But what happened just for that Fed meeting was that Walmart had pre-announced, just like FedEx pre-announced, what was that on Thursday or Friday when the stock was down 22%. Well, Walmart pre-announced, it gave in back in July, and it gave the Fed permission, if you will, the excuse, if you will, to uh, come out and say, you know what, maybe we pushed a little too hard. We're going to be data dependent, cause stocks to soar. What if this, in this case, FedEx is working with the Federal Reserve to give a little a leeway and cause the Fed to be even more data dependent and to make some somewhat of a pivot because the economy is clearly weakening, folks. As you know, the FedEx chair, if you saw this last week, the FedEx CEO actually said that we're going to a global recession. Pretty bold statement. Of course, FedEx is a very is not that well-run company. I think if you're competing with uh, Amazon, uh, my stock would be going down too. I can't remember the last time I used FedEx for anything. When's the last time you used FedEx for anything? I Honestly, I can't. I think it's been a couple of years. So I'm not surprised that FedEx is having a bad quarter and thinks their business is maybe their business is going into recession. How about that? Uh, but uh, again, interesting observation from Brian Rich. We appreciate that from Brian. Also today, uh, Helene Meiser was out. Again, she's very good at the turn. She's very good at the turn. And I like when our views mesh. I feel much better about my views when, they're, when, they, uh, when they mesh with Helene Meisler. She's very good. And she's, she's a pretty sweet lady. But her view now, I'll sum up in a quote. She said this morning, jumping on the bear train now feels late. I suspect by early October, the bears will be moseying over to the bull's fence. She's got a great point here because, again, we're coming up, folks, not just on the end of a month, end of a quarter. It means, uh, again, beginning of October, all this new money comes in, right, from pension funds, retirement funds, beginning of new month, and beginning of new quarter. The fourth quarter is the biggest, folks. It's the best performing quarter for a reason. So uh, there are a lot of reasons to not be bearish heading into this month. Into this month. Folks, we're only talking about less than two weeks now. So again, that's why so many people are looking at Jay Powell's Wednesday presser as an opportunity to get aggressively long. I'm not surprised the market went up today. Uh, on that news. All right, let's take a look under the hood today, folks. Uh, you know, pretty good today, actually. Uh, again, the open was hideous. And folks, we still had more than 700 stocks hit a new 52-week low. That's just not good. That there, there, There's no way to say that's good. However, volume was solidly positive. NYSE uh, was three to one positive in volume. Uh, 
a NASDAQ right at two to, uh, I, no, that's not right. One and a half to one positive on volume. NASDAQ advanced decline was negative by 300 issues. However, uh, NASDAQ, NYSE advanced decline was positive by 500 issues. But again, the negative bugaboo, more than 500 stocks hit a new 52-week low to just, what is this, a 62 hitting a new 52-week high. Sector watch much better. We had of our 11 S&P 500 sectors, we had nine finish higher, two finish lower, led the upside by materials up 1.6%. Consumer discretionary up 1.3% and industrials also up 1.3% to the downside. Healthcare down 54, excuse me, 0.54%. Um, in our commodity watch today, uh, kind of quiet today. Gold today was flat at uh, 1684 an ounce. Silver was uh, up 15 cents at 1953 an ounce. Copper was uh, also just up less than a penny at 352 a pound. And crude oil up at 41 cents a barrel at $85.17 a barrel. And finally, today, cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin down just 217, maybe to come back today at 19,443 a Bitcoin. All right, folks, always appreciate you listening. Hope you had a great day and even better night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.